Hi, welcome backstage with Ron O'Nusty. That's me here on WGMPlus.com. You know, each week we feature some of the backstage, behind-the-scenes stories with some of the biggest names in music and entertainment. And this week I'm featuring a couple guys that were part of a big show that we taped at WTTW Channel 11 Studios. It was called American Garage Cornerstones, about American Garage Rock Cornerstones. And uh, it was a PBS special uh, produced by the soundstage people. And it was all these great bands from the 60s. You're talking about the Crying Shames, the Buckinghams, the New Colony Six, the Ides of March, the Standells from California, Rick Derringer from the McCoys. Uh, I think I may have mentioned American Breed. There was just a, a bunch of them there that were uh, a part of this very special night. And it was so special that it's going to be part of the WTTW Pledge Drive airing on December 10th and December 12th, which I'm honored to host on Channel 11. So let's get to some of these in-depth interviews with these guys, and we'll talk about what it was like that special night on October 16th, 2015 at WTTW Studios. Once again, we are live backstage on WGMPlus.com. And on the phone, I've got one of my best friends in the industry and personally because I'm a huge fan and um, just a, a respected fan. Uh, I, I mean, he's somebody that, uh, that for a long time has been helping me guide me my career as well. I've been doing whatever I could to help him and his great band, the Ides of March. Mr. Jim Peterick, Jim, thanks for joining us once again. Hey, Ron. How are you, man? Well, you know what? We've been, uh, it's, as, as I mentioned uh, when I prefaced uh, this call here, you know, we've been doing things together for a long, long time. And I really, I, I'm such a fan of uh, who you are and uh, what you continue to be. And there's a lot of great people in the, in the music business who have accomplished a whole bunch of things for over a lot of years. And, and you fulfill that, you know, uh, description. But then they kind of fall back a little bit and they, 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 um, they sit back and they rest on their laurels and they um, just kind of let it all happen. You know, they came out with Satisfaction 50 years ago and they keep playing Satisfaction and, and collect their check and go home. You are just uh, unbelievable. It's like you just started in the business yesterday. You've got as much excitement as you ever have. And not only that, you're so diverse with regards to um, helping young people. You see, a, you, you see somebody uh, who has that passion. You see somebody who has that, that raw talent. You take them under your wing. You write songs for them, not only for those people, but even for those who are your contemporaries who are still trying to make something happen with their careers. You're constantly giving back and having a great time doing it. Well, that's my life, Ron. You know, uh, my my theory is we all have a gift that we're given at birth, and then it's our duty, really, to develop that gift and share it. And I was blessed with music, and <laughs> unfortunately, that's about all I can do. You know, my wife says, "Jim, pick up the the clothes on the floor." You know, but uh, my my head is so full of of lyrics and music. Sometimes I I let the uh, the little things go. But but you're right, music excites me, and and not only the past, I, I, I cherish the past, as you can see with the show we just put on, American Garage. Uh, you know, Cornerstones of Rock. I love restoring the past and bringing together the great people. You know, this show was just an epic night, as you know, because you were there and, you know, on stage with us, and it was just amazing. Uh, but I also like, you know, like you said, passing the baton, when I see someone with the passion in their, in their eyes or I see a little of me in them, 
I go, I'm excited. I want to help this person, you know, and that keeps me uh, young. I, I turned 65 yesterday, no, and uh, and I'm going, I don't feel 65, you know, and I look in the mirror and I go, oh, I'm 65. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen a whole lot of 65-year-olds with uh, purple hair. You know, it just doesn't happen. Uh, not on this planet. Um, but you know what, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy, you know, uh, you, you touched on what I really wanted to talk about today as we have had so many conversations with this show and, and you being generous with your time and with interviews, but um, specifically that uh, uh, Cornerstones of Rock American Garage that we did on ch- at Channel 11 Studios at WTTW as a, as a soundstage presentation with Joe Thomas and uh, HD Ready. And um, it was uh, spectacular. You know, I I really feel honored to be a part of that. And it was a night when uh, we filmed a PBS special that is going to be aired December 10th on Channel 11 uh, to begin with before uh, what we're trying to make happen is a national run of this thing. But I was uh, honored to be asked to to open the show and be a part of it. And for me, it really was uh, very, very special because I've been working with you with Carl and the boys from the Buckinghams and um, Jimmy Sons of the Shadows of Night and the New Colony Six and the Crying Shames, you know, uh, American Breed. I mean, you know, these are all, uh, you guys are, are the foundation of Chicago music uh, as it pertains to pop and pop rock uh, and rock and roll, you know, uh, where the East Coast has got their doo-wop and the West Coast had their surfing music and um, you know, southern uh, the, south, the southern part of the country has got their southern rock. You know what you've done and what you represent really represents Chicago. Even though garage rock started uh, prior to the Chicago element, and uh, as I mentioned in my column in the Daily Herald this week, um, you know the whole genre of genre uh, of, of uh, garage rock wasn't even named until the 70s by, uh, by someone from Rolling Stone magazine. So while it was happening, the genre technically didn't even exist. No, no, you're right. And um, the very first hit that Chicago produced was a group called New Colony Six, and it was I Confess. And when we heard that, you know, I was like 14, uh, and I said, I want to do that too. And we went into the garage, and we cooked up You Wouldn't Listen, and then Roller Coaster... And then, you know, the Buckinghams came with uh, kind of a drag. And then New County, uh, excuse me, Crying Shames came with Sugar and Spice. All of a sudden, all these bands that were in the garage were now at the, the various teen clubs around the uh, town. You know, like, uh, well, of course, the Village and uh, on and on. So many great clubs. The Valley View Young Adults Club. <laughs> all these great yeah. names. But it was really a community. And... Um, we inspired each other. Yeah, we had our little uh, kind of competition, but it was never a mean competition. I remember going down to the uh, the great, what I call ground zero of the uh, Chicago rock scene, and that was the cellar in Arlington Heights. And we auditioned for Paul Sampson, who was the uh, owner of the place. And their rehearsing was the Shadows at Night, Jimmy Sons, you know, in all his glory and his long, blonde, straggly hair, singing G-L-O-R-I-A, and we're going, holy mackerel, this is amazing. Yep. It's really something that, uh, it, like you're saying, it, it, it really kind of just happened. You know, I don't think anybody set out to do it, but, you know, as those guys in the East Coast were gathering around the street lamps on the, on the street corners and coming up with their harmonies, 
That's what we were doing here in Chicago and in the Midwest, in the garages, in the basements, and the front steps of the bungalows, just kind of humming and singing some songs and strumming guitars acoustically or whatever. And, um, and, 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 it, and it happened. And, uh, and this show that, um, that the, uh, the guys from Soundstage put together, um, I tell you what, um, and, and I know you were a big part of it as well, Jim, uh, the Cornerstones thing, you know, t- to be backstage and to see uh, you folks taking the stage and, and singing these songs that really, uh, you know, you guys are, are unfortunately, truly as much um, as much um, fanfare as your individual bands ha- has, uh, have received. You truly are unsung heroes of the rock and roll uh, world, you know. Uh, these songs are, are big hits, arena hits, million sellers plus. You guys still do it, still sound as good as ever. And um, this show that we that that we we uh, we were on, we all came together, and it's one of those things that. Uh, well, I think at first, at first, really came to us all. We had that uh, uh, Marty Greb benefit. Uh, Dennis Stefano put together from the Buckinghams and put the original Buckinghams together first time in 45 years. And you were there and... At the the Arcada, it was a a magic night. It was magical, you know, and all you guys were together. And, um, you know, I'm standing backstage, I'm seeing, man, this is... This is something big. This is something special that needs to get back out there. And I think that's when, when I hit Joe Thomas as well from, uh, from Soundstage and putting this all together. I hope this turns into what I believe in my heart and soul it will turn into is a, is a complete resurgence of appreciation for this type of music, for what the songs have done, with, and for what you as musicians have done to keep this music going. You haven't been sitting back. Sure, a lot of these bands, a lot of the guys now have day jobs, and of course, um, but they've also kept the, the music going, performing, getting together. And I think putting this fraternity of bands together once again, um, and it will be aired on WTTW, uh, on December the 10th, and I'm very fortunate also to be hosting that on Channel 11, um, it's going to be another night of just memories for not just uh, music lovers, but Chicago music lovers, you know? And who's on that show now? We got, you know, obviously you, the Ides of March, the Buckinghams. Well, let me, uh, let me, I got it sitting in front of me. Okay, you ready? Let's do this thing. New County, New County 6. Uh, with with Ray Graffia and and of course uh, uh, Bruce Maddy and uh, Ronnie and Ray Graffia and Ronnie Rice, we got the Ides of March. Of course, we've been together now for <laughs> 51 years, uh, yep. and we got the Buckinghams and um, all you know the three really you know founders of that band are, are going to be on stage: uh, uh, Carl Giamarisi, uh Nick Fortuna, and a special guest, just like at your show at the Arcada. Dennis Tufano uh, is coming on stage and singing two of his biggest songs with that band. Crying Shame is complete with the amazing vocalist Tom Duty and uh, James Ferris, who I used to call and still do the Brian Wilson of Chicago. Genius, mm-hmm. genius um, musician, arranger, vocal harmony guy, songwriter, ridiculous. American Breed, the original four guys. That used to be called Gary and the Nightlights, and the eyes used to go to see them at clubs and going, why can't we be as good as them? 
Uh, right. Gary Luiso has lost a step. Uh, you know, I, I'm blessed to uh, – Larry's mixing the show in the last three weeks. We've been mixing, and Frank Pepillardo's mixing some of it also. And the voices sound great. Gary Luiso sounds so good, as does everybody. Uh, it's been a, a lot of fun having that music flowing through my, my, my home, home studio. We've got the Shadows of Night, Jimmy Sons. I call him the original punk. Uh, of Chicago. And t- truth be told, he's like the nicest, gentlest guy in the world. Uh, American Breed, Eliota Haynes and Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah, special tribute to them. Uh, Skip Haynes came out. Uh, he's a West Coast guy now. He came into sh- Chicago. He hasn't lost a beat. He sounds exactly like he did when he wrote and sang, uh, Lakeshore Drive. Uh, Ted, mm-hmm. uh, Eliota, Mitch, the late Mitch Eliota's, uh, brother came out. Uh, of course, John Jeremiah uh, has, has passed away, but it was just an amazing uh, performance. And I, I looked around, and my son, Colin Peterick, little nepotism there, he was on keyboards playing <laughs> that part on uh Shore Drive and nailing it. You know, I was like I just, all, I was like the proud father, you know. Uh, yeah. And, of course, we had the uh, homage to uh, uh, the group Chase, Bill Chase's Great Horn Band, where um, – we had a four-piece brass section, not just brass section, but four-piece trumpet section, which was yeah. the real calling card of, of the group Chase. And the original bass player, the second bass player in the band, D'Artagnan Brown, flew in from uh, California to to do the uh, the bass part on Get It On and the vocals, which I shared with them. What an exciting um, song that is. Just And they were, of course, managed by our management, and I wrote for Chase and sang for mm-hmm. them. So that was the, the bloodline there. Sure. Well, and, yeah. you know, there's one other individual. We had the great Rick Derringer there from the McCoy. Oh, uh, I didn't even get to that. Holy mackerel. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, this was a real deal show. Rick Derringer and, and, and the McCoys, amazing. And, of course, the Sandells, who practically wrote the book on Garage Rock with Dirty Water. They were amazing. Which, ironically, was is a California band. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? The stand, those are from California, from LA. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's it it was an amazing night, and you know, you look at these these bands, and they're still loving it. They're still playing it with all their heart and soul, and the music is still relevant. The people in the audience were mumbling to themselves afterwards, shaking their heads, didn't even couldn't figure out what the heck just happened to them, what truck just hit them, and you're going to see that all on December 10th on WTTW. So, Jimmy, congratulations on uh, on spearheading uh, and, and being one of the guys really making this thing happen. And, um, you know, we just love you and just can't say enough about what you've done for not only music as a whole internationally, but what you've done to represent the shy, the shy town, all of us here in Chicago. And thanks for everything you're doing, Jim. Well, let me tell you, it's not just backslapping, but I feel the same about you, Ron, uh, and the groups you bring into your, uh, your place and the, and the festivals you put on. You always support the local talent. You, you support talent in general, but we couldn't be more appreciative of what you do for for us because you have the passion. And I saw that 15 years ago when you were just a young lad, you know, and I, I always I always believed in you. You, you know yet you, you really did, and you're always a great friend. So thanks for being here backstage. Uh, we're back on WGN. Very excited about it. Uh, people are loving what we're doing because we're bringing to them the stories and the backstage experiences of the music that we grew up with. So stay tuned for more backstage with Ron Onesti. That's me on WGNPlus.com. Jimmy, thanks again. 
Uh, we'll see you December 10th, and happy birthday, uh, old man. Uh, I will do that, and, and i got to say, let's let's spin some uh, big concerts off of this thing, right, Ronnie? Well, you know what? Uh, we can't announce, you know, March 19th yet, so um, we just won't say any dates at the Arcata Theater at 7.30 or 8 o'clock at tickets going on sale soon but we can't do that so we will do oh, that unfortunately soon. unfortunately we're not allowed to say you know anything about the march 19th the arcada theater st charles illinois com. we really can't say that but we will shortly jimmy i wish we could and, and stay tuned baby this episode of backstage with ron onesti is powered by the number one live music venue in the Midwest, the Arcata Theater in downtown St. Charles. Log on to oshows.com, that's the letter O, shows.com, for info and new shows every day. We are back on WGN Plus. I'm Ron Onesti. You're backstage with me with some of the stories, the backstage stories of some of the biggest names in entertainment. And we're talking today with an extremely good friend, uh, a guy who uh, I've spent a lot of time with in this business, and uh, one of the gentlemen, absolutely, in the industry, Mr. Carl. And he, he, I think he likes the way I say it, because I think I'm the only one on the planet that says it right, as Carl, or Carlo Giamarese, my Italian cousin, Carl Giamarese from Boy, the Buckinghams. you sound perfect, I'll tell you, Mike. My good Paisan friend here. Well, you know what? Anybody says my name as well as you do. <laughs> you know, Carl, I'll be. Uh, <laughs> well, you are the lead vocalist and the lead, you and Nick Fortuna of the Buckinghams. And you know what? It, it's funny because there isn't a t- in the car, you know, in the radio, that style of music. And a Buckingham, uh, Buckingham song comes on, and I will say it. Ladies and gentlemen, Carl Giamarese. I always <laughs> practice it. Uh, when I'm in the car driving. <laughs> yeah, I wish more people would get that pronunciation, you know, because that's, uh, I remember when we played on a cruise ship, and it was an Italian cruise ship, and it was so nice to have the Italians working on the ship actually call us, pronounce it correctly, you know, that was that was fun. Well, it's nice to, to, to go back a little bit. So, speaking of going back, you know, um, October 16th, we taped this this fabulous show at WTTW Studios, this PBS special, a soundstage production, HD Ready and Joe Thomas and those boys put it together. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, you got a, you got a company like Soundstage or a production like Soundstage that has done everybody from oh my gosh robert plant to um stevie nicks to i mean just the biggest names and they give you the props the garage rock bands of chicago uh of being at that level so uh it must have been a magical night for you it it was it was really exciting first i'm going to say real quick though that thank you for having me on and yes ron onesti is one of my dear friends and it's always we've played many dates together uh, thanks to you through the years, and the Buckinghamshire appreciate that. But uh, going forward here to that show, it was it was a magical night. It was just so tremendous to once again have the opportunity to uh, share the stage, as I mentioned on stage, with all these uh, you know great uh, artists from back in you know the cornerstones of Chicago rock, mostly you know uh, mm-hmm. most of the groups were from. We all started in. You know, garage bands, I guess you call it, or basements, or rehearsing in, in our, you know, our parents' basements. And, and we all pushed each other. There was a really, um, back in the day, there was a, you know, a competitiveness, but it was a real healthy competition between us. You know, we all pushed each other. And, and I'm just so thrilled that, you know, uh, so many of us are still around and able to do 
a show together like that. And, uh, and you know, and, and Joe Thomas, you know, you, you mentioned that Soundstage has been a wonderful uh, production through the years. And, uh, of course, Jim Peterick had so much to do with uh, uh, putting it together, and he approached me first uh, about doing I was still on the Happy Together tour with Nick when he first called me this past summer to do this thing. And, uh, you know, I was thrilled that we could bring Dennis Tufano on as our special guest for the night. I mean, uh, we hadn't played together other than the, the benefit we did for Marty Greb, which was very brief. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we hadn't really performed together on stage and, and it was, it was just exciting to, I mean, I, all of a sudden it was deja vu. I looked over to my left and there's Dennis there and then I see Nick beyond him. All of a sudden it, 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 it transported me back to 1967 you know well that was an amazing part of the night you know i mean to see the reunions of there were, there were two very special ones you know um ronnie rice with the new colony six joining uh, ray graffia bruce maddie uh being on stage with them sharing the stage and seeing uh you and dennis and nick back together um as uh you know the original founding members of uh of the buckinghams back in the early 60s um it was really it really added to the magic of the evening and you know i can really sense uh i mean you know you call a spade a spade i mean you know bands have their ups and downs they have relationship challenges there's all kinds of things that go that happen during the years and every band has it to, to varying degrees i mean you got the stones who won't even talk to each other unless they're uh, talking through their attorneys even when they're on tour um so it happens but you know that night um when i got there um at the taping and i just was so honored to be asked to be a part of it i opened the show on stage and and welcomed the people and and being backstage and being in the dressing room area and seeing all these people that, uh, you know, you mentioned the competition, whether it was there or not, uh, the competitive nature, you know, you guys are all together. It's like a time warp, you know, that, Oh yeah. uh, It's it's like, it's a family now, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, we've all known each other uh, for so long and had the opportunity to do things together through the years, you know, and uh, but and I want to say you did a great job of hosting it and, and opening up the show and you set the tone and and it was uh, it was just great the way you know you uh, you know captured that whole mood and, and set it up and uh, and you know and I, I was I'll be honest I was worried because we were you know so many different entertainers and so much music and I thought boy I hope all this works and comes together technically you know and. You know, the WPTW people and, and Joe Thomas are so professional and they really know what they're right. doing. And, uh, and, and it all came together. It all worked, you know. The, the amount of music, you, you touched on the bands and I got, I got to mention them. Obviously, Jimmy Peter at the Ides of March. The Buckinghams, special guest Dennis Stefano joined you. We, uh, the Crying Shames. Shadows you know. of Night, the American Breed. You know, oh, the Standells. Uh, yeah, with Derringer too. It was a nice treat, and the Standells to, uh, and uh, of course, uh, Skip Haynes, uh up on stage doing uh, doing Lakeshore Drive. You know, I hadn't heard that song in a great in a long time. Oh, incredible! And the people in the audience were just uh, beside themselves. They couldn't believe what was happening. As I think, I think all of us were were like that. I think even the entertainers after they did their set prior to or after to sat back and watched and it was cool because um you could really see you know i I, obviously i do a couple hundred shows a year you know working with everybody i mean last night we had frank sinatra jr at the arcada and we've got you know uh uh whitford and holmes from aerosmith and and uh ted nugent on sunday i mean it just that's the variety of things we have at the arcada but um 
you know, these are guys that are great performers. They go up um, and do their thing. Matter of fact, um, I, uh, if I could just dig- digress just for a second, you know, I, I mentioned I had Frank Sinatra Jr. last night, and I was able to interview him for a while. And I said, man, you know what, Frank, are you uh, – I actually called him Mr. Sinatra. He goes, no, it's Frank. He said – you know how people say my father was Mr. Sinatra? Uh, he said my grandfather was Mr. Sinatra. So that's interesting too. But I said, Frank, I said, you know, you're still out there. Well, it's interesting what he said to me because I, I was taken aback. I didn't realize or I didn't expect his response to the question or the statement. I said, Frank, you know, you're out here. There's a 27-piece orchestra. You're, you're, you're spending so much time on every note, every quarter note of every chart. I said, you're still loving it. He goes, no. I said, I was kidding. He said, no. So this is his job. It's my job. He said, "It's it's. I have to keep it that way. I have to remain cold about it. I have to remain remain emotionless about it because once you do, once you bring in emotion, then your guard falls. And you know, and he's talking about you know being being. I mean, really saying stuff that I'll be honest. I, you know, usually I say, yep, I love it. I've got passion, and I'm and I'm still doing it, and I'm giving it my all. I I, I wouldn't have expected a response like that. That's you know, yeah, right. If you would if you would ask me, I'd say." I still love what I do. I love getting up there and entertaining. I, I love the the response uh, that you get from the audience. You know, it feeds my ego. I mean, I love that the response, you know, that people still remember your songs. And I, I still love it when I hear one of the old songs on the radio. And, you know, and, I, and I'm sure uh, all the other artists that joined us uh, at the Cornerstone show would say the same thing, you know, especially Jim Peterick, who's uh, he's, he's the, the, the best example of, you know, always moving and always doing stuff and always creating, uh, not yeah. only, uh, you know, laying back on his old hits, and boy, that guy had a lot of hits, you know. Well, a lot of, I mean, we could spend an hour on that, as, we could spend an hour on that as yeah. well, another good friend of, of ours. Yeah, but he's still, he's still enthusiastic about doing uh, his music and new music and all the old stuff and whatever, and he's, he's just, you know, uh, and I, and I feel the same way, you know. I think he might have more energy than me, but otherwise. Well, no, no, yeah, man, you, you still, you still got it. You're still doing it. You guys have done so many shows for me, and I sit back and I marvel. You know, I can listen to your music, but you know, as a show, the Buckingham show, one of my favorite shows. You know, you sing your songs, takes us back. I adore the. I love singing it. I mean, you know, don't you care is one of my favorite songs. Um, kind of a drag. I mean, if, well, you know, the Arcada has become one of our favorite venues too to play you know we we just love playing that room there's not a bad seat in the house and it's just you know the the, the audience always seems so into it and so aware of what's going you know of, of every every note and we've got great fans at the arcada that's for sure and speaking of fans and and that's where i'm going with this whole thing is that you know we're, as opposed to a frank sinatra jr who punches in does his thing and punches out from a, from a job standpoint, you know, you guys aren't just vocalists. You're not just entertainers. You're not just musicians. I think the difference here and what makes it so, especially that particular night, you guys were all fans on stage. You were, I mean, we had two sets of fans. We had the ones in front of the stage and the ones on the stage because you guys were listening not only to your own songs, but then would do your three, four, five, six songs, would walk off and stand there and watch the next band and sing along and marvel along with it and, and, and elbow each other like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. And, you know, and then... And then and then, as they say, kibitz with another, each uh, one another backstage about it, and oh, yeah, remember the yeah, day yeah, of this, yeah. and it just was. Amazing. 
it's exciting to hear those songs for us because, you know, it does the same thing to us as it does to the fans. You know, when you hear a song from back in the day, it transports you back to a certain time era, and, and you, you, all of a sudden you remember something you were doing right when that song was out, you know. And and we do the same thing. I mean, I do it. You know, I have fans that come up to us after shows all the time, and they say, oh, you know, when you guys record it, don't you care? You know, I just met my girlfriend, and we it was our favorite song, or we were doing this, right. or, or even some will say, well, we broke up, you know, and and but blah, blah, blah. But it, 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 beca- it became a part of their life, you know. And, and we do the same thing, and, and you know, and I, I'm standing on the side of the stage like everybody else, and we're listening to these, everybody else do their songs, and it, it just transports you back to a certain, you know, one of the, you know, I mean, I've I've been pretty closely connected with everybody who was on the show, except for maybe Gary Loizzo, you know, I haven't seen him or heard him for a while, and he sounded fantastic too. And American Breed, American Breed, and I told Gary a little story that uh, real quickly that, uh, you know, his first band was Gary and the Nightlights, and mm-hmm. uh, Gary was this good-looking kid, you know. Uh, I mean, he still looks good, you know, but he was like this this kid who could really play and sing, and and I remember seeing him at a DFW post in uh, Morton Grove, Illinois, playing, and this was before I even, he, he's, you know, maybe a couple of years ahead of me, older than me, and, you know, back then when you're, you know, 15, 16 years old, that makes a big difference, and uh, and, and I remember seeing him and how, how the girls were going crazy and the fans, and, and he sounded great, and I said to myself, I says, man, I want to do that, <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to do that. It was an inspiration to me, you know, and I, I told him that, too, yeah. Yeah, too, you know. Well, you started out as a fan. And it continued to be a fan as as you're recording, as you're performing, and you're a fan to this day, and that really transcends uh, from the stage into the audience, and that's how you touch the audiences. So we talk about this thing. It's going to be aired on December 10th on WTTW Channel 11 on PBS, and you've got the fabulous The Buckinghams, The Ides of March, The Cry and Shames, The New Colony Six, Shadows of Night, The Standells from L.A., The American Breed, and uh, who am I missing? Of course, uh, we got uh, Rick Derringer from the the McCoys doing "Hang On, Sloopy." Um, God, I hope I didn't forget anybody. Uh, the Standells, right from L.A., which is interesting because you know we think about garage rock being such a uh, a Chicago-based thing. And as I mentioned on, on previous shows, you know, I mean, uh, the East Coast had their boys standing under a street lamp on a, on a on a corner. And the West Coast had the the guys on the surfboards, and the Southern guys had the uh, you know that Southern rock stuff happening with the with the um, you know the Leonard Skinner style stuff. And uh, we in the Midwest, we had the music that was created on the on the stoops of the bungalows and the basements of the blocks and the alleys, the the, the concrete alleys and concrete backyards and garages of uh, of uh, of Chicago. And, um, you know, I just want to thank you so much for representing Chicago, representing uh, not just Chicago. Mu- well, you know, once again, it was a thrill for us to be a part of it. And as you mentioned, we're, we're excited about uh, the, the airing, which is on December 10th and, and, and twice that night. And then I guess again on the 12th, they will air it. But uh, but we're going to be uh, Peterick and I and you right are going to we're all going to be together in the studio. studio. Absolutely. Yes, I'm excited about that. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited about hosting that show on on Channel 11. Having you guys as my guests, we're going to talk about the night. Uh, we're going to share this. I mean, you know, I'm I don't know about you, but I'm purposely I'm not going to watch this thing prior to uh, December 10th when we're actually on the air because I want to feel it. 
on the air with you and Jimmy and who else ever, you know, we may have Sans or a couple other people with us. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I want to experience it firsthand uh, right there on December 10th. So make sure everybody's watching Channel 11 that night. And uh, we're going to make it a big pledge night, big pledge night for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a good idea. You know, I want to be more spontaneous and see it, you know, like everybody else. And uh, yeah, and that would be exactly. that would be exciting, you know, to get it, uh, not not see it ahead of time, you know. And it, 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 that's uh, that's really a nice uh, nice thing to do, you know. Yep. That, that'd yep. Be a yeah. I'm looking forward to sharing with you, buddy. Carl, thank you so much for for sharing uh, that particular night with me and uh, being on this show because uh, you, you know so many people love to hear from you and hear what the Buckinghams are doing. Man, as much as those guys can sing, they can talk. But you know what? There's so much to talk about. I could have done that for hours because, you know, the, the memories and the passion that they have, and we all have, you know, it's just our, our bar room talk about the music from the 60s and the 70s and foundation rock here in Chicago because, you know, garage rock, that was a, that's the Midwest foundation pop rock stuff. You know, we didn't have, or we're really not known for, uh, you know, that 50s doo-wop and even Elvis and even the Beatles. I mean, it was nationally big, but from a Midwest, from a Chicago thing, um, our music really didn't kick into high gear until the mid-60s. And uh, being able to talk to guys like Carl Jim Racy from the Buckinghams and Jim Peterick from the Ides of March, two, Ides of March, two legendary guys who were part of that whole scene, was really big for me. I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Backstage with Ron Onesti. And I hope to see you again really, really soon. Make sure you check out all the shows that we're having live at the Arcata Theater at oshows.com. And see us here each week, every Friday, as we give you a new edition, a new episode of Backstage with Ron Onesti on WGNplus.com. We'll see you next week.